0: The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. This is Robin Nelson with Russell Podcast. And my guest tonight is Ian Rotten. How's it going, Ian? Okay.
1: Other than, I think I shook far too many hands yesterday got a
0: little bit of a cold but other than that i'm 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 all right yeah um let's talk about iwa mid-south which is your promotion and um you're also the booker as well um which is you know in jefferson indiana and that was my very first show and i just wanted to say i had a great time
1: well i mean um you know I, i i appreciate that uh you know um you know, yesterday is, is kind of a, a mix of things. It's, it's not our normal uh, show we put on because uh, when you do a benefit show for a person like Maria, who, uh, pardon the pun, is an absolute amazing person, um, you get help from all over the place. And though it's under an IWA banner, you know, um, it's not necessarily an IWA show. But when you put on a show for a person like Maria, you get an IWA actual IWA show out of it because at IWA we never mail it in. It, it, it's it, there's never an off there's never an off night show for, for IWA. And if if you if you were to see the first show we did for her and this show that we did for her, um, yesterday, uh, you would see how hard the people worked uh, for her uh, on a benefit and. Um, yeah, that, I think that's a problem a lot of times people don't go to benefits because they don't want to see people half-ass it, you know, and uh, when it's a benefit for a person like Maria and, and everybody is genuinely glad to be there uh, and help it out and support her, um, you, you get, you get a, a wonderful, fantastic show like, like we did yesterday.
0: Oh, it was great. I mean, um, you also had, uh, there was like a very talented roster. I mean, there was so much, you know, uh, great wrestlers, you know, um, putting it on that show for uh, Maria. And then just looking at Maria's eyes and all that, you know, she was like uh, tears of joy.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, throughout this, and as close as me and Maria are, and as much as we talk, I, I, I guess I can speak for her. You know, she's found out who her true friends are uh, throughout this experience, and uh, so when you see uh, who generally cares about you, who generally uh, um, wants uh, to help you, and you see how hard they work for you, um, it's it, it's not uh, anything else but to have tears of joy. You know, um, so um, you know it, it's. It's it's a it's a difficult thing to find out that people that you think are your friends aren't your friends, um, you know. But it's also great to find out people that maybe you didn't think you were quite as close with, you know, having a tremendous opinion of you, and you know, uh, go out there and and bust their tail end for you, and which you know. Um, you know nine or ten matches yesterday I think we had 11 on the first show uh, you know so so 20 matches of, of, of people just you know working very hard to show their appreciativeness for uh, Maria and, and and what she's done for for uh, for, for what's on around here because like, people don't people don't realize like you know um, people like Myron Reed and um, Tyler matrix and Logan James and you um, you know, uh, so many girls that I, 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 I'm sure I, w- I would forgive people uh, don't realize, you know, Maria is one of those people that never fears for her job. So she's always willing to speak up if she believes somebody deserves an opportunity, which that's a difficult thing in the wrestling business because everybody's always worried about their spot. Maria is confident ensuring herself that you know she can come to me or anybody else she works for and says you know hey you, you ought to give this person a shot or you ought to give this person a shot you know and uh, you know she, she hopes to have uh, you know a lot of these young kids with talent uh, succeed in the business and um, she, she's just genuinely that nice and cool of a person (laughs) that uh you know she doesn't worry about herself first and so you know when you have an incident happen you know it's happened with her with having to have you know acl surgery and stuff like that you know um you know it 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 shows you what you've done for people and 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 the people that truly care about you
0: i think so as well and since um as well. You also mentioned uh, you and her are 50 uh, 50 partners, and you guys are going to, in January of next year, you guys are going to do an all women show with uh, different women from all around the different uh, indie promotions.
1: Yeah, we're, we're really excited about this. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, th- this knee surgery may. Lead to uh, knee replacement surgery for Maria, mm-hmm. uh, so something for her to be around the wrestling business um, and have a part in the wrestling business, which you know I think she has a pretty damn good mind for. She knows talent, um, and uh, I, I've kind of had this idea in my head for, for quite some time of running girl shows based based off of the way men shows are ran. Um, Stipulation-wise, feuds, uh, all those, all those type of things. And uh, I, I spoke to Maria about it, and she was like, "Yeah, that 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 would be great." And uh, so, yeah, starting January 25th, we're starting uh, IWA Mid, Mid- south Mix Presents Battle Brothers. Um it, it will be our all girls division. The IWA Women's Champion will be uh, at 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 the top of these cards, and um, yeah, we we look forward to. You know, bringing in girls from not, not only you know, just around the Midwest in the area, but you know, um, there's, there's, there's quite a few talented, uh, ladies in Florida, California, um, the East coast, you know, so, uh, we're looking to expose this area to, uh, some extremely talented women and, uh, and, you know, uh, show anything that, anything that the boys can do, the girls can do just as well. And In hell, maybe better.
0: <laughs> hey, who knows? I mean, women's wrestling's came a long way. There's a lot of tough women that can really pull it off and all that. And I hope it, you know, is a real successful show, too. I'm definitely going to come. When you mentioned that when I was at the show, it's like, yeah, I'll definitely be there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean uh, and I'm not putting you over here, but you, you were like one of the people that actually popped for it. So, uh, you know... um you know, our crowd is quite different than, than probably any other wrestling crowd. Because for one, it's an older crowd. Yes, it is. Um, um, but uh, you know, two, um, they, they don't really follow wrestling outside of IWA. Um, so, like, I you know, I could say, you know, um, you know, I, I'm I'm bringing in Aja Kong, and they'd be like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, they, 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 they don't, they don't, you know, uh, really go along with things, you know, like when, when we bring in, uh, male wrestlers that, that, you know, are, are, are getting the name behind them. You know, like when we first said we were bringing in Blake Christian, there was like two people that clapped in the crowd, you know, um, and, and now they absolutely, you know, love and adore him, you know, and, and, uh, you know, love the, you know, he's there, you know. Two times a month, or whatever he is, you know. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's a you know it's a different it's, a, it's an it's an older crowd. Um, you know, of course, we, we we we'd like to put you know uh, younger asses in the seats, um, <laughs> but you know, um, you know, it, it's you know a, a good majority of these people and you know IWA has been around twenty three years, and a good majority of these people have been watching, you know, probably at least fifteen of the 23 years so um, you know uh, they're 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 they they're different folks they 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 uh, some some of
0: them only know IWA oh, I totally believe that as well and you and IWA has a great history there's a lot of big names that came out there as well I mean you had like uh, Petey Williams of course um the baddest man alive Aaron Williams you know he's you know like new or not old and um let's talk about uh CM Punk um back in the day um when he was with the IWA um what was that like uh working with uh, CM Punk Well I mean
1: from probably I don't want to say from the very beginning but probably the second or third match I watched Punk I I knew he had all the potential in the world to be a star um so that's why when when he was brought to IWA with him and Cocabana Cabana, um, Dave Prezak, um a bunch of the the uh, Chicago uh, indie talent, um, you know, I, I put him against every top person that I brought in. I mean, hell, he wrestled Eddie Guerrero like four times in IWA. Um, you know, he wrestled Jerry Lane. He he, 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 he wrestled Taboo, Tracy Smothers. I mean. Uh, every top person that that I brought in that that I felt could teach him, um, you know, he he got to wrestle. I mean, no, one match, you got Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. So, um, you know, Punk's, Punk's, the only problem I ever thought was, you know, he doesn't play well with others. Um, And, you know, that, that, of course, you know, eventually led to, you know, him leaving the business. Um, But, um you know fantastic talent um you know in, in incredible promo um and and could do could do anything you know uh Mid american wrestling you know i wrestled punk in a in, in a texas death match uh that was one, one of my favorite matches ever that that i've had in, uh almost 30 years of being in the wrestling business um you know um you know, it, it, like like I said, I I, I always told them uh, they would come over to my house, uh, you know, after the shows that were on Saturdays uh, when we were running Wednesdays and Saturdays, and you know they would they would they would watch their their performances from the week before and stuff like that because Punk was a real perfectionist, so is, so so is Cabana, and um, you know I I told Punk I said you know, I don't know how well you're going to do playing the politicking, game, but someday you're going to be a star. And, uh, you know, um, of course, you know, he
0: didn't play that politics game very well. <laughs> and that's pretty good. And also, uh, speaking of Punk as well, uh, he had that 90-minute uh, match called When Hero Met Him. <laughs>
1: yeah, 93 minutes When Hero Met Punk,
0: yeah. That was uh, that was pretty good as well. And um, speaking of Sabu as well, um, I heard a story that um, you had Sabu over for Thanksgiving and and he enjoyed your (laughs) wife's food.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I had, um, we, we had a ton of wrestlers over. we, We run annually on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, um, and we had a ton of wrestlers over my house and, uh, um, after the show you know of course Sabu was in uh you know in a Sabu condition of, of mind and um <laughs> he was trying to get my wife's attention and uh and he pointed in the kitchen and Punk was in the kitchen and Punk was like are you talking to me and he was like nah and then, then Kabata was like are you talking to me nah. You know, this guy named Mark Wolf who's my best friend mm-hmm. used to work for me too um uh, he, he was like are you talking to me and so like, ah. and then finally he got my ex-wife Patty's attention and uh, he told her that it was better than the, the food now had become better than it was earlier in the day um, because uh, she made so much food you know we were, we were all eating Thanksgiving from, from earlier in the day also um, but yeah um, you know it. If I ever wrote a book, uh, I, I could I could have a a, a good-sized chapter on on the antics of Sabu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's something. I've met him a few times, too. Uh, he's like from another world or something. <laughs> well, you know,
1: Sabu is a type of person... That if he
0: likes you, he will give you the shirt off his back. Literally, yeah. If he doesn't, if he doesn't like you, avoid him at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't doubt that as well. Um, another um, one um, that you were pretty close with too, and um, 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 and let's talk about. Was there one memorable moment that still st- uh, stays with you today that you worked with and were good friends with? Was uh, Chris Candido? Uh, I mean, you know.
1: Um, Chris um, was one of the most underrated workers of all time he was he was so talented like, pe- people you know when you tell people uh, that Chris died at 33 years of age they're like no way he, he seemed like he was around forever well yeah he started wrestling when he was 15 you know so um, you know he was an 18 year vet and you know only 33 years old um, you know my, uh, my, my favorite, my favorite memory of, of, of Christo, uh, um, you know, besides some of his antics and, and, and times that, that, he, that he was not in the in the best shape was, uh, was after he got himself cleaned up and stuff, you know, we brought, we brought him in for, uh, for TPI for, um, where, where he attacked me and, and, and stuff and, you know, um. Uh, you know, night two of TPI. I think we had seventeen matches on the card. <laughs> something, something insane, and uh, and Chris came up to me. And he was like, "Ian, just send me back out there to work again." He's like, "Put me under a hood. Think of something. You know, let, let, let's do something." You know, he was like, "You know, th- this night is, is is incredibly long." And I was like, "Chris, you've worked for me plenty of times before. You you know that you know." Uh, I run long shows at the evenings are long, and he's like, "Yeah, but I've never been here sober before." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, he was he, he was he was helping the girls in the concession stand. <laughs> he was doing all kinds of stuff. He he, he just he just wanted to be active, um, but you know, uh, you know, my my son's middle name, uh, my youngest son's middle name is Christopher uh, after Chris. Uh, incredible dude, um, you know. Um, one time, I told him, I said, "Chris, the building is complaining about you doing your 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 ass out gimmick," and he said, "Ian, it's all I got. You can't take that away from me." And I was like, "Bro, you're no gimmicks needed," and and that includes not, not having your ass out. And he was like, "Oh man, if you're going to use that against me, I I guess we'll go ahead and go with logic. You know, I, I won't I won't do it." And he, and he still went out there and did it anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I would have loved to saw that. That had to been very priceless. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit more about you. Um, you've been in some crazy, hardcore, most bloodiest matches in your career as well. Um, there's one match I want to talk about. Um, it involved uh, C4 explosives at San, St. Andrews Hall in Detroit when you were going up against Pete Madden. That had to have been crazy. Oh, yeah. And,
1: and, and, and the crazy part of it, that was uh, the, the ring got put up really late so it was it was in really bad shape like the ring wasn't put up properly um, I, I, I practically broke my ankle in that match um, you know um, but yeah you know I, I, I've, I've done a couple of those matches I've, I've, I've done uh, one of them in Milwaukee and I, I did we did one in IWA and, and, and I did one in Japan I did one in Japan where I practically got my damn finger blown off um, but you know yeah I mean you know, once you get a um, you know reputation for for doing uh, you know the, the silly insane stuff, people want to see how far they can push it. So, um, you know, though it's definitely a gimmick match. You know, like I said, you know, if, if it's done, if, if something is off or done wrong in any any way, shape, form, or fashion, you know, some bad shit can happen. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, it, it it and it's also not a fun match to do because after the first time I did I did one, um, I learned also that I would put cotton in my ears because of of the explosion, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so it's so it's, it's kind of hard to do the rest of the match, um, you know. When the explosions are going off, when 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 your ears are stuffed with, with cotton to try, to try to you know try to protect them from that that uh, explosion, um, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I've have uh, done some silly, silly stuff, of, of, you know uh, done some crazy shit, uh, no regrets, you know, whatsoever, you know, uh, this year coming up. Uh, will mark the 25th anniversary of me and Axel's top a death match in ECW. Um, you know, uh, you know, and a, a match It was cool enough, crazy enough that, you know, WWE, you know, even even pushed it on their, their DVD and, um, you know, a lo- lot of their, uh, you know, craziest things that's ever happened in the wrestling countdown, uh, type of stuff. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I, I have no regrets. I, I have more, I have more injuries from regular wrestling matches than I do uh, the death matches and, the, and, and that kind of crazy stuff. I mean, I have scars, you know, from, from that kind of stuff. But you know, uh, scars don't hurt. You know, they just eventually fade. You know, but when you when your knees are banged up or you're dropped on your head or you know, dropped on your shoulder, or, you know. Um, stuff like that you know that that's a stuff that, that stays with you for a while you know uh you know like like i said sunday when i was when i was talking to the crowd mm-hmm. you know I, I i come up with a lot of good shit when i when i don't sleep in the middle of the night <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you were all on it man you were like getting you were like all live man getting into the wrestlers faces the audience you were getting everybody all riled up you were. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. And uh, speaking of ECW, um, what was that like uh, working over there with Paul Heyman and, and that crazy roster? Well, you know, I mean, you know, I, I
1: probably get that question more than than anything. You know, what was it like to be in, 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 in the original, you know, early onset of ECW, because when I, when I claim I'm an ECW original, I was on Paul Heyman's first card that he booked, you know, um, me and uh, a guy named Jason Knight like, tagged uh, against a debut in Public Enemy, um, and, uh, you know, I learned so much from Paul from, from the perspective of, you know, being a booker. Um, one of the big things I learned is, you know, if somebody gives you a great idea and, uh, somebody else praises you for it, you know, let people know that, you know, that was somebody else's idea, that that wasn't your idea. You know, um, Paul, Paul was good for stealing ideas and taking them as his own. Um, not, not that, not that the guy wasn't, you know, very smart and a damn good booker, you know, but if somebody gave him a good idea, you know, he, you know, um, like there was a famous incident in ECW where the you know, the lights went out in the ECW arena because it couldn't it couldn't take the power. It kept blowing blowing the power in the building. And Axel told Paul e, "Is man, you ought to have everybody run out there while they're trying to get the power on, and we'll fight all over the place, and people will link their lighters and stuff like it's a rock concert." <laughs> and uh, and we all went out there and did that, and, and you know because it took me you know eight ten minutes to get the damn lights back on. But but the people were were enthralled with it because you know there's 20 guys out there fighting around the ring, you know and uh, you know like exactly they did exactly what Axel you know said they were going to do they 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 lit their lighters and everything else and you know uh, but when we, when we came back from it Todd Gordon told Paul Heyman you're a genius and Paul was like thank you not you know hey that was Axel's idea you know I was just smart <laughs> enough to go with it you know. Um, he was like thank you you know just just took all credit for it <laughs> you know um but you know in ECW it was, it was an incredible learning experience you know I was I was 23 years old when I first went to ECW and being 23 years old being in the business around 3 years at that point you know um you know when you get to when you get to listen to Terry Funk and you get to listen to Nick Foley and you get to listen to Kevin Sullivan and um you know, and, 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 and Paulie himself, you know, put, put stuff together. Um, you know, nobody, nobody ever wanted to learn in ECW, ever got shied away from learning in ECW. There was never a vet that said, you know, get the fuck away from me, kid. You know, um, or, 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 <laughs> or anything like that. You know, they, they, they were, they were, you know, always more than willing to you know, Hey, can I sit down on this? Yeah, sure. You know, um, you know, and, and that, no, that was, that was the great part about ECW though, you know, uh, was, you know, each and every night you, you were, you were under a loan tree. you know, when, when you were there, you know, that's, that's why, you know, to this day, you know, uh when I was, the Ted Petty Invitational at Mid South, you know, and, and not much the Blabble Rock Rock, you know, uh, Teddy was one of those guys that took care of the young guys and, you know, uh made sure you know people had places to stay and you know um if the money wasn't great make sure you had food you know um just uh an all-around caring individual um about his fellow brothers you know and 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 that, that you know that, that made for a great you know learning experience for, for a young guy you know i was 25 when i left ecw you know and uh um you know and by, t- by the time by the time I left Ishidogio uh was was September of 1995 and by October of 1996 I had started IWA and felt confident that that, that you know I could do so um because because of what I had learned from from when I was in global from guys like Mike David Mike Davis and and Skandar Akbar and Black Bart um to the carry about Eric I mean um so many good teachers there then we went on to ECW and like I said you know uh, guys from Terry Funk Mick Foley Kevin Sullivan uh, Paul Heyman um, Ted Petty you know I mean you you were you were you were so lucky to you know to, to learn from from people like that and then you know and then you had you know technical wrestling geniuses as far as the part of you know actual wrestling is concerned from Ben Rod, Eddie Guerrero, you know, uh, Dean Malenko, Too Cold Scorpio. Um, you know, so, so many really good, talented guys.
0: Oh, I totally believe it as well. Um, another um, uh, wrestler you really uh, really enjoyed as well, and um, did it kind of also influence you to become a wrestler as well, was uh, Dusty Rhodes?
1: Oh, Dusty Rhodes is the reason I'm a wrestler. Um, my my father, my father and mother divorced in 1977, and my father moved to Tampa, Florida. And uh, when when I went down there for my my first summer uh, to to stay with my father, you know, uh, I saw the dream. And uh, from 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 there on out, you know, uh, he he was a guy I wanted to be like. Um, it's it, it, it so funny. Um, one of the gatherings I did uh, had Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes on it. And when I introduced Mm -hmm. myself to Dusty Rhodes, I told him he was the reason why I wanted to be a pro wrestler. And, uh, Terry Funk heard me say that and he goes, Oh, horse shitty. And don't tell that, that son of a bitch that you're a good kid. (laughs) 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 So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to to be able to bring Dusty into IWA and team with him, you know, literally, you know, truly was my dream come true. Um, but you know, he, he was a guy, you know, another guy that, that didn't mind teaching. You know, sat with me for like four hours and just you know, you know, taught, taught me the wrestling business. Um, you know, it, it it's it's funny because yeah, I'm known for the hardcore. You know, blood and guts and all that stuff. But you know, people have to understand. You know, I, I cut my teeth in ECW, um, but I grew up on Florida Championship Wrestling and Georgia Championship Wrestling, where you know there was there was still all kinds of crazy stipulation matches and and all, all, all that kind of stuff. The first ball bar match I ever saw was King Curtis IK and the Great Kabuki against Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk in the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. You know. I saw pinfalls cat anywhere, uh, in, in Fort Hesley Armory in Tampa between, uh, B, Barn Belair and bruiser Brody, you know? Um, so, so imagine <laughs> what kind of impact that makes when you're a kid, you know, watching wrestling, you know, the, the, the think, you know, you know, this is the really cool shit. <laughs> 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 you know? So, um, you know, um, you know, that, that was, that was definitely the, the time period where, you know, uh I, I got influenced by things but you know uh my buddy i was talking about mark well he had satellite tv so when we were kids we watched wrestling on saturday from like eight in the morning until like three four o'clock in the morning when pacific pal sage out of hawaii would go off the air you know so um you know we, we were full-blown wrestling junkies
0: Hey, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, I I grew up in the '80s, and you know, and uh, Roddy Piper's the one that really got me into uh, wrestling. And then (laughs) later on, I fell in love with you know the NWA, and that's how. And then I fell in love with you know like Dusty, of course, and Rick Flair, and the Four Horsemen. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, I grew up in Baltimore, so you know,
1: wrestling in Baltimore was fantastic. You know, but um, you know, there was a time period where we had. WWF there once a month, then we had NWA once a month, mm. and then, you know, um, then NWA and AWA, uh, United to make pro wrestling USA, um, to go up against the, the, the WF, WWF you know, once a month, and then I would go down to Florida and, you know, would, would, would watch, you know, Florida championship wrestling, and, and, you know, um, I mean, when, when, uh, uh, you know, I, when I was talking to Dusty, and I, and I would tell him all this stuff, you know, that you know, this is what I watch, and this is what I did, and stuff like that. Uh, he would go, <laughs> he goes to me, and goes, well, no wonder you grew up doing what you're doing, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I I love the old school style of of, of wrestling. You know, I just think. Uh, unlike you know guys like Jim Cornette and stuff that, that that you have to evolve with the times, you know any 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 sport business and, and any of that is going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know it was like I was talking to a fan at Maria's show. You know, it used to be when you know a guy put you in the wall at, in NASCAR. You know, you went into the pits or you went into the infield and you know you slugged it out you know, now you do that, you know, it's a $200,000 fine and points and, you know, all that stuff, you know, um, you know, the the NFL, you used to be able to, you know, clothesline people, you know, you can't do that no more, you know, but so the wrestling business, you know, just like anything else has evolved, you know, um, to, to what, you know. A different generation likes and, and and things like that, and and, and if you're going to keep yourself relevant, you have you have to roll with those punches, you know. Whether it's you know, um, the acceptance of hardcore wrestling or the acceptance of you know a man wrestling a woman or you know uh, you know high spots or you know whatever you know the the the, bus- the business has changed. You know, it's not. It's no longer you know. Um, a business where, you know, um, you know, guys can stay on a mat for 20 minutes, you know, exchanging results and, you know, and, and people loving it, you know, um, there's, there's very, very few clear cut bad guys because everybody wants to sell their merch and nobody's going to buy somebody's merch when you're a dickhead to them. You know, um, you know, uh, and some of the guys that are quote unquote uh, the biggest baby faces in the business are the biggest dicks in the business. so um, you know it's it, it, it's you know def- definitely a, a you know unusual time for the business but you know still in retrospect, um, you know Axel always tell me you know, if you put a modern-day spin on it, what worked 30 years ago will work today, you know, because it's still the premises of it's professional wrestling.
0: Oh, I totally agree with you on that as well. And like you said, you have to go up the times, too. And the cool thing about, you know, today's wrestling, you have so much variety. There's different types of wrestling you, you like, you know. It's just... You oh, just-
1: let, let, me, let me explain something to you, okay? I personally cannot stand Invisible Man. I personally cannot stand the, the tent wrestling. I personally cannot stand, um, you know, uh, wrestling with your hands in your pockets, you know, but if there is fans out there like it, okay, I can understand why promotions <laughs> do it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just not that promoter, you know? Um, you know, but, uh, You know, um, you know GCW, which you know I I enjoy. I enjoy their product. You know, um, is is an actual product that I I I will watch. uh, But I can't stand that Invisible Man stuff. You know, Um, you know, uh, professional revolver, Sammy Callahan, good friend of mine. uh, Kid, kid that got his break coming up through IWA. um, You know. he, he, he did that, that, that uh, tent stuff on a show at the arena that he ran, and he, he just sat there and laughed at me because he saw me shaking my head, you know? <laughs> um, but, but this this is the best quote that I say about pro wrestling. Okay. There's two of them. One is to each his own, and the second one is, if it makes you happy, then how can it be so bad, you know? In the, in the mortal words of Sheryl Crow. You know, if, if it does it for you, you know, is it, is it really that bad of a, a, a bad of a thing? You know, um, as long as somebody's enjoying it, you know, I might not enjoy it, but you know, somebody else might enjoy it. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there, there's uh, there's there, there's there's people in the world that you know think it you know strange to have sex with two women. I, I like to have sex with two women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You know, there, there there might be people that, that, that think, you know, it, it's it's strange to, you know, uh, watch a certain kind of porn. That, <laughs> but I'm sure that certain kind of porn wouldn't be made if there wasn't people that like it. You know what I mean? Hey, at,
0: know, it, <laughs> that so is hilarious. <laughs> hey, at least you're not getting kissed by the black unicorn.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, but. You know, nowadays, if it if it really sold a ticket and and, and you know, I, I I thought it did something for
0: business, I might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that black unicorn is something, man. When he grabbed like <laughs> D- David Barnabas Specter like that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the second dude that's kissed David because before that, Super Oprah kissed him. <laughs>
1: hey, I like
0: that dude too. Oh, you like Super Oprah? <laughs> yeah. he's a good guy oh man that guy's a beast I wouldn't want to mess with him and get in a ring with him (laughs) I'm like no way um speaking of Axel um what was your chemistry uh working with him and all that and um what was some of the craziest road stories you can share about you and Axel (laughs) um Axel had an incredible chemistry because we,
1: we were around each other so much mm-hmm. that, I mean, we were almost one brain, you know I mean um, when, when we wrestled each other, he'd go guess what I'm going to call next and, and and I would call it to him and he'd go, yeah, uh, yeah let, let's go, you <laughs> know um, you know I, I will tell the absolute most craziest uh, road story involving me and Axel. But but first, I want to tell you, when this story was told, my girlfriend Misty thought he has to be exaggerating about this. <laughs> and then, right before Axel passed away, he had moved in with us for a couple months, and mm. then Axel told the story the same exact way,
0: uh-huh.
1: and she and she was like, "No shit, there, there's no exaggeration in that whatsoever." And Axel's like, "No, that's really how it happened." So here it goes. Okay. Um, you know, when you're on the road a lot, you know, sometimes you, you have to do shit to, to amuse yourself. Yeah. So um, me and Axel would go into rest stop bathrooms and we would make sure that somebody was in a stall and then we would start telling this elaborate story um, of how we just murdered somebody. What? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, we'd be people, like, this one particular time uh, in Tennessee, we're washing our hands, and I'm going, man, I can't get all this blood off of me. You know, I, 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 was, I was like, I couldn't believe how much that guy fought. And he was like, yeah, he had to be on something, because I just kept stabbing him and stabbing him, and he kept biting me and he kept biting me. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, man, we, we, we got to find a place to get rid of this body. And, uh, you know, and the funniest shit is when you would get to, to that point, you would watch the feet in the stall rise up. And then after I would watch the feet rise up in a stall, I would go, Hey man, did you, did you check underneath the stall? And, and we go, Oh yeah. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. There's nobody here. There's nobody here. It's, 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 it's cool. So, uh, after we fucked with this poor person in, in this bathroom stall in Tennessee, we, uh, we really even even we're laughing about it and all this stuff. And we're, we're going down the interstate and, uh, next thing you know, there's a cop car behind us. And, uh, I said, That's I said, um, man, there, there's a cop behind us. And he goes, yeah, so? I was like, well, it's just funny how he just came out of nowhere. And he was like, so what? We didn't do nothing wrong. And, uh, we, we went a little farther down the road and there was a second cop car behind us. Wow. I was like, well, man, now there, now there's two. And, uh, he, he's like, it's a coincidence, man. We didn't do nothing wrong, and uh, I was like, "No, nah, man. I think I think we're getting pulled over." And uh, sure enough, as, as as we get past the, the next exit, a, a third cop car pulls in, in, in behind us, and as we look forward, as as we're going up the road, the the exit to get off the interstate is blocked by a cop car. Wow so right at that point the the light all the lights come on and uh so axel pulls over and we are dying laughing because we we know why we're being pulled over yeah and and,
0: um the cop comes to the window and another cop comes up on my side of the car with his gun drawn pointing it at me Uh uh-huh and 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 we're both dying laughing and uh (laughs)
1: <laughs> the cop goes, so you want to tell us what's so fucking funny? And uh, Axel goes, well, we're pretty sure why you pulled us over. And uh, the cop goes, well, don't be smart guy, why did I pull you over? And uh, Axel goes, you think there's a body in our trunk? And he goes, well, yeah, we, we got a call that uh, somebody committed murder and this card uh, is the description we got with the license plate <laughs> and uh, we believe that there's a body in the trunk. And we start dying, you know. And uh, when we start dying laughing, the cops are pissed. They're like, get the fuck out of the car. Okay. You know? So we get out of the car, and they, they, they pat us down and all that stuff. And cop tells Axel to pop the trunk. And uh, <laughs> Axel goes, okay, man, but you ain't going to find nothing. And uh, so he pops the trunk. And, of course, you know, by this time, man, there is a shit ton of cops behind us. There is no traffic at all. Damn! So, so, yeah, so they had, blocked, they had blocked off the roads <laughs> you know, thinking that we had committed this anus crime.
0: <laughs>
1: like The cop goes, okay, so where's the body? And I actually, goes, there is no body. And I was like, officer, oh, you're probably not going to find us anywhere near as funny as we are. But... You know, we're wrestlers. I said, you're on the road a lot. So, you know, sometimes we stop at these rest stops, and when we see there's somebody in the stalls, we make up this incredible, crazy story about how we had to kill this guy, and <laughs> how the body's in the trunk, and all that stuff. And the cop's like, so all oh, this is a joke. And I was like, yeah. So next thing you know, they got the um, forensics lab out there.
0: Damn! <laughs>
1: and they're like kicking this light all all over the trunk, looking looking for blood and uh, I'm I'm like officer, you're just wasting everybody's time and he goes, no, you're wasting everybody's time (laughs) and and, like is really, really pissed and me and him are both looking at each other like, we're going to jail and uh, so like then another cop comes up and goes, okay, explain the story again. So I, I, I tell him what we did. Mm-hmm. And the cop goes, you know, if, if, if I wasn't out here, uh, I, I would find this funny. But since I'm out here, I don't find it funny at all. <laughs> and uh, so then, then another cop comes along and uh, asks us and it'll repeat repeat the story again. So we repeat the story again. And he's like, you're wrestlers, huh? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, does Jerry Lawler know what fucking assholes you are? <laughs> and, uh, I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. You know, um, so the cop goes, you guys ever do this again in my state? And something like this happens again. He goes, I will lock you up for obstruction of justice. He goes, do not ever, ever, ever ever do this again and we were like yes officer we, we've learned our lesson you know we, we promise we, we will we will never ever do this again so we get back in the car and we take off you know we, we, we leave and uh you know thank, thank god we were leaving a show not going to a show because we would have been late as because this whole thing takes like two plus hours of, of us being on the side of the road and uh, so, you know, when we, when we think about the story later on and like, though, me, me and Axel are both like, man, could you imagine how much trouble we would have been in if they, that would have been the ECW days? You know, they would have found ball wire back, you know, with blood on it. They would have, they would have found, you know, uh, weapons with blood on it. They would, they would have found gear with blood on it. You know, they would have been thinking, what the hell is going on in, in, in this automobile? But,
0: yeah, that, that's, that's probably the, uh, the most n- messed up thing we ever did. <laughs> I bet. And speaking of IWA Mid-South, it's real famous for its, you know, hardcore and death matches as well. Um, I also heard a story. You were doing one of your shows and it was getting so uh, crazy and all that. Um, didn't someone, like, call the cops on you guys at one time, too? Oh, We've had the
1: cops called on us multiple times because of of... of the, the craziness of, of, of shows, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and you have to go. Hey, man, it's a wrestling show. Yeah, relax. <laughs> oh, okay, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you know, um, the, there's you know the, the 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 really messed up part of of of, of that is. The night that Mitch Page got his head split open with a grandfather clock, uh-huh. which was which was a real scary incident. Wow. Um, um I'm, I'm reenacting it to the, one of the sheriffs that are there, and like when I when, when I like go to raise my hands up, you know, I'm like, she hit him with a clock, you know, I go to raise my hands up, the the sheriff draws his gun on me. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you what what occurred. But, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's been some crazy stuff, you know. It, it took them two hours to clean the ambulance after it, that night. Uh, there was so much blood in it. So, um, you know, uh, but, yeah, I mean, m- many, many a times, uh, you know, uh, especially if it's an outdoor work show, uh, people, people just, you know, they might ride by or something and, you know, see somebody being hit with a light tube or something. And like, I don't know what I just saw, but...
0: You know, I think I saw this. <laughs> that is wild. And speaking of um, your, the crazy hardcore matches and death matches you were in, you were uh, speaking earlier on the podcast about you being in Japan as well. And I know there's some crazy stuff over there. So what was one of the most craziest, brutal matches in when you were in Japan that you did that you never thought you would do? And you're like, holy crap, what am I getting into? Um. I mean the time the time bomb match thing is is is, is pretty insane because you know you know eventually
1: the ring's going to explode <laughs> you know so uh, um, you know doing that you you, you have a, you have a tendency to you know uh, you know you're doing all your stuff and then by the, by the, by the time you know and, you know the crowd's count, counting it down and, and you know the explosion's going to go off you know. you're you're hoping that, you know, um, nothing goes wrong with it. That's, that's, that's the, that's the big thing in your mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that that you're, you're thinking, man, what if they put too much powder in this or (laughs) what, what if, uh, you know, it's not set in the proper place or, you know, anything like that. So, um, craziest thing I saw though, was, uh, as far as I'm concerned is, uh, I saw, uh, uh, Masanaga um, get uh, stung by scorpions, and that that was just you know I, I literally walked up to the promoter and I told him I said don't ever ask me to do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody would I wouldn't want to be like pricked by a bunch of scorpions either I'd be like uh, I'm leaving thank you <laughs> well, especially uh, now you know in in in, in my life uh, you know I've
1: I've I've had problems with you know ground recluse spiders and um, you know uh, I eventually had an insect specialist tell me because the first time that I was big, um, the, the venom sac was dropped in my neck Ooh! so, so it, it 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 left pheromones in my body that make spiders all spiders think I'm food
0: oh my so, gosh yeah so I, I I've, I've I've had to have uh, five
1: surgeries for debridements for brown recluse spiders. So um, you know I kill anything with eight legs now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't blame you, man. Because for a while you were bait. You're probably like in bed sleeping, and all of a sudden these spiders are like, mmm, food." <laughs> right.
1: You know, and uh, I mean, I mean, the last one was was in my armpit, which was not Ooh. you know a, a nice thing to experience at all. Um, <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is a big problem, you know, r- while sleeping is, you know, you're, you're you know, it, what this guy says is true. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're sold out as food. You know, I'm, I'm I'm now on the bottom of
0: the food chain. <laughs> Damn. So when you're not uh, promoting or uh, IWA Mid-South or wrestling, all that great stuff, what do you enjoy outside the ring? Do you have something that you really enjoy, like hobbies or anything? Uh,
1: I'm, a, I'm a big sports person. Um, but, you know, I, I also enjoy uh, uh, spending time with, with my youngest son. And now I have a granddaughter. Um, you know, so, um, you know, it's, it's more, more sitting back and, you know, uh, enjoying the, 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 the fruits of my labor. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you know something, you deserve it. You did all that. So it's time for you, you know, to enjoy family and your grandkid. Why not? <laughs> um, another question my, I would,
1: my granddaughter, my granddaughter is, uh, you know, um, my, my son, JC Rotten's uh, daughter and, uh, You know, she, uh, she, she is, is, is definitely the the apple of my eye because, uh, I get to watch her, you know, give it back to him tenfold for, for for when he was a kid. So, (laughs) uh, me, me and, me and, me and, uh, uh, J.C.'s mom enjoyed getting enjoyed, enjoyed to watch that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. You're probably just sitting there laughing going, uh, yeah, uh, payback's a bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it is. And I mean, and, and she's probably, you know, 10 times more spoiled than he is. You know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, cause our, our family doesn't have a lot of uh, girls in it. So, you know, the, the girls get, get really spoiled. Um, you know, there's there's my niece Keegan and and, and her, and, um. You know that, that that's that's really about it. You know, as, as far as the kids are concerned.
0: Oh yeah, you got. Hey, you're a grandparent. You got to spoil that grandkid. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Also, where can um everybody uh, uh follow you? What you're doing next, and um what's going on with uh, IWA Mid South?
1: Um, my 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 Twitter is truly rotten. Um, and my Facebook is under my real name, which is John Williams. Nope, I did not compose Star Wars or any of that other good stuff, but, uh, you know, uh, got to You know, that, that's why I had to go with Ian Rotten because John Williams just really wouldn't have the people in as far as a professional wrestler. Um, but I, I accept everybody as far as friend requests are concerned. Uh, I, ne- I never turn anybody down until you're an asshole and then, then I just get rid of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that, that, that's the too big there. If you, if you want to follow our product, you know, you, you've mentioned several times, you know, the, the, the craziness of IWA. You know, we moved into the arena uh, October of last year. Um, they, they don't allow any of the death matches or the blood, and none of that stuff in there. So we really, we really had to change our product around. Um, and we, we've got some fantastic young wrestlers mixed with some, some really good vets. Um, we we just added you know Chase Stevens to to our roster as you know basically a, a, an every other week uh, member um, you know but uh, check check out the new IWA it's markmarkvideo dot you know uh, if you're more into the, into the the scene of professional wrestling wrestling and not hardcore stuff and things like that I mean I, I'm telling you you will be you'll be very impressed on what we're doing. And on an every Thursday night basis, I mean, between guys like Jake Christ and uh, Michael Elgin, like I said, now Chase Stevens, legendary Larry D, um, Kevin Geezer, Logan James, uh, Tyler Matrix, um, you know, uh, Lucas Jacobs, um, Jonathan Wolf. We got Arrowboy coming in this week from Mexico. Um, you know, uh, like I said, no, nobody's putting on a weekly product like we're putting it on, and, and if you think. You know you think I'm bullshitting you know hit up smart mark video and uh and, and and check it out I promise as one professional wrestling fan to you know however many of your listeners that you have um you know to, to another uh, I, I promise you you'll you'll like the product it's it's a it's a very in, enjoyable product um you know Alice Crowley at 16 years old uh, man she's gonna be a star um you know we we had uh when, when we went back to, to doing a women's division, our first champion was Shanty Blackheart, Just signed with NXT. You know, I mean, uh, we, we, we've got a a, a lot of uh, talented young people uh, working for us uh, on, on a weekly basis, and, uh, and 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 I'm real I'm real proud of, of the product. There's not, you know, I I, I don't think if if you took all the blood and guts away from CZW and took all the blood and guts away from, from, from GCW would, would, uh, would, would they be able to sustain like, like we have? Um, so we've adapted to our environment and, and, and done some really good stuff. I'm, I'm I'm very proud
0: of it. Oh, you should be. And I was very impressed with uh, your women's champion Alice Crowley. I got a chance to talk with her. I, I've 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 known her before. You know, she went over to IWA Mid South. Um, I got a chance to uh, talk to her when she was like first starting out as well. And and um, the cool thing is, man, uh, Evolve is looking at her, but she has to wait until she's 18. So. Who knows? That's another big star. Who knows? Maybe she'll be heading over to NXT where Shotzi's at.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I truly, fully, 100% believe that. I was talking to her father the other night on the phone. <laughs> I said, I look forward to being able to sell uh, all this footage to the WWE someday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, she, she, you know, that that's my goal is to, by the time she turns 18, to really have her leaps and bounds Ahead of the rest of the field, so um, you know, and I think um, the Battle Broads stuff is just going to uh, improve her more and more. You know, whether she's women's champ or not, you know, she's going to get an opportunity to to, to wrestle uh, you know people that are are better than her, and that just makes you better and makes you be able to rise to to, to the top you know I always told Punk in order to be a main eventer you have to wrestle people that know what it's like to be a main eventer you know or, or, or otherwise you can't you can't get to that spot you know um because a lot of people when, when they get when they get to the top of the pyramid you know uh, they fall off one side or down the other they, they don't they don't stay at the top of it you know and unless they've had those experiences experiences um you know and, uh, you know, we definitely plan on be. Alice is getting ready to turn 17. So we have, we, we have a full, full year to go. Um, you know, uh, but I, I have a feeling after she turns 18, uh, a lot more, uh, groups are going to take a look at her besides the fact that, um, let, let's take away what she does in the ring. Okay. Let's take take that totally away she is a beautiful young humble person um never never has an attitude never has a complaint um just always looking to do her job and have fun at it and um man in this industry that is just a blessing to deal with on a weekly basis and uh especially from from a girl um you know, there, there, there's a reason why for, for for a long time, you know, the WWE called them divas because uh, uh, women in professional wrestling have a tendency sometimes to slide to that. That's one of the reasons why I love Maria so much. Uh, never, ne- never a moment of being a diva. Uh, and and I, and trust me, man, I'm I'm not saying that that uh, you know uh, there there's there's you know a problem there. I'm just saying you encounter it more with women than you do men, believe it or not. Um the, the, the girls can be a little difficult to handle sometimes. <laughs> I believe it is. They, they praise that and and uh and Kevin up in, at Shimmer and Rye should be uh Kevin Harvey should be should be should be praised for for the work that they that they've done with women wrest, women's wrestling.
0: I yeah, I totally agree with you as well. And like you said about Alice Crowley, she's you know very humble because um, when I interviewed her and had a chance to talk to her, she just has that charisma about herself, and um, she's like very confident in herself, and she's just like a like a happy kid. And I looked at her and I was like, "You keep on doing what you're doing, and it's gonna get you far."
1: Yeah, my, my, I hope she never loses that smile because yep, because um, it it is. It is an infectious uh, thing for our locker room. Uh, all, all the guys in the locker room absolutely, you know, love that you know she represents the women of our company, and um, you know, um, you know. I, I had a little for a long time: if you, you weren't a teen, you didn't wrestle for me, um, because I had I had to deal with a with a stage mom um, protecting her little baby boy and uh, which I understand that you know but yeah you know, um also need to for people to understand you know I'm trying to develop talent here I'm, I'm not going to do something that that's going to hurt someone's child oh heck no um you know, uh definitely not intentionally um and uh so for a long time I, ha- I had that rule and then uh you know uh Alice came along and and I, I just you know I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself but, but to think, you know, well, this kid deserves a shot, and you know, where she can be, you know, um, it, you know, after, after she did a, um, you know, a Chris Hero seminar up in up in Indy, um, you know, and I heard all these wonderful things about her. I was like, well, you know, we're gonna go ahead and take a shot at this, and I'm, I'm really glad that I had because her parents are wonderful people that, you know, that trust and believe in me, that, that they know I have Alice's. Uh, future and best interest in, in, in mind in everything I do. And, uh, you know, um, you know, that, that, that's, that, that it's awesome when people make your job easier to do <laughs> instead of being a pain in the ass to do.
0: Oh, I totally believe that. And Ian, uh, thank you so much for coming out of your busy schedule to come onto the podcast.
1: Oh, no problem, man. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And, um, you know, um, you know, remember, all indie wrestling is not good indie wrestling, but the, the good indie wrestling, you need to support it. And when you support bad indie wrestling just to go and laugh at it and all that stuff and, you know, uh, make fun of it and things like that, you're still supporting it. You're still putting money in their pocket. You know, support that indie wrestling. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's worth it, you know. And uh, I, I appreciate you uh, you giving me the... And uh, and uh, I, I hope to see you again real soon.
0: Oh, you definitely will. Um, you'll see me again real soon. You'll also see me at that ladies' show, too, because I'm looking forward to, you know, doing some interviews with some of that great talent as well. So it's going to be a ball. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: J- Jan- January 25th, it's a Saturday night uh, come on out to the Jefferson Dale arena. Um, you know, um, we're, we're, we're all ready. Um, you know, uh, I was on the phone with Maria for about an hour today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, 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 we're already, uh, some really good shit. Uh, I, I really want to make a splash with this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully, uh, if, you know, all your plans don't ever, ever come through, but it is. if, if, if you know, 80% of them do we're, we're, we're gonna give everybody a hell of a show that
0: night that's for sure <laughs> oh that's right and like I said thank you so much everybody else uh, thank you for listening to Wrestle Podcast. you can follow Wrestle Podcast on iHeartRadio Spotify <coughs> Apple Podcast uh, CastBox Podcast City Network at podcasty.net and Hidden the Marks Podcast Network everybody have a great night